Day 7. Can't believe it's been a whole week already. Hi, my name's Brian. I'm autistic, and I have ADHD, and this is me working through getting out of autistic burnout and depression. It is very different than a neuronormative burnout and or depression or neurotypical. And if you don't know what the difference is, I encourage you to research it. Some of the causes of autistic burnout can be masking, sensory overload, lack of accommodations, executive functioning overload, people-pleasing and poor boundaries. And this, one of these last ones I find particularly interesting, demands and expectations of neurotypical society. Neurologically, studies have shown autistic brains are different. They're wired differently. It's just a different way of thinking, a different way of doing things, a different way of experiencing things. And because we look like everyone else, people expect us to be like everyone else. And when that doesn't happen, it causes this friction. And that's something I've experienced lately. It's been really interesting, especially making these videos, seeing how different people respond. Uh, some people view it as a cry for help, which these are not. Some people view it as me sharing my experiences and helping people, which is great. Some people view it as attention-seeking, which it is not. But this is a way of me working through what I can, seeing what works, and then sharing that with others. Now, this little worksheet was sent to me by somebody who saw some of my videos. I'm very grateful. It's very useful. It's, it helps you build your autistic burnout recovery plan because it's, it's needed. Like Preparation is key. I realized at this point because since it is something that will repeat itself, having a plan to recover from it, to get out of it, to recognize when it's happening, to mitigate the risks is important. Now, a couple of the building blocks for this is sensory issues. I'm not going to do earplugs because I can't stand not being able to hear what's going on around me. I'm hypervigilant. And one of the things that bothers me the most is being around people, not being able to notice what's happening behind me or next to me or in front of me or anything like that. But what I was able to do the other day, which was nice, was sit in here, a soundproof booth with um, noise-reducing headphones, had the lights out, and just listened to cello music, and it helped me recharge. Like, this is a a safer space for me here. I feel comfortable in here, so maybe I, that's why I can talk to myself like I am now. This is a way of journaling, because if I were to sit down and write, it just wouldn't happen. If I was to sit and text or type, just, I wouldn't have the same result. Some people that works great for, but I, it does not work for me at all. Another building block is rest. Recognizing when you need rest, and you know, that can be tough because you just feel this pressure and this urge to keep going and you know that you have things you have to do, but you can't stop. And sometimes when you're in the middle of something, even when you need to take a break and rest, 
your your mind won't let you. Like you're trying to recover, but your mind is still pushing itself like you're actually doing the task. So learning how to stop that to recover, to be able to continue going, is going to be an interesting challenge. Sleep. Sleep is another building block for that. All of the previous things can affect sleep, so it's important to recognize what what your challenges are so you can address them. You know, if you're overwhelmed, you're not getting rest, you're not getting any of the things that you need, that's all going to be on your mind by the time you have to go to sleep, and that's just not going to make sleep any easier. Um, you know, for me, that looks like maybe taking melatonin or getting extra exercise or you know, a weird side effect of doing these videos is I'm dreaming a lot more. I have no idea why. Maybe it's because I'm able to talk about these things, which normally I wouldn't be able to because when you feel like this, it's like, who can you trust? Who can you talk to? Who can understand? And that's what I've been seeing in a lot of the comments is that a lot of people don't know who to trust with this kind of information with these feelings because there's so many different responses, positive or negative. And if you get the negative ones first, then you're definitely not going to want to reach out and talk to anyone again about it. Like that's, that would be awful, but I don't know, talking about it helps quite a bit, even though some people have already started treating me differently because of talking about it. It's real weird. Another building block, accommodations. I'm not entirely sure what that looks like for me, but one thing that I have worked on doing based off of some other uh, suggestions from other articles and research journals are canceling things that aren't absolutely necessary. So I've been working on doing that and have had surprising results with that. And it feels like a, a, an additional weight is lifted off by doing that. So that's real important. The last building block is movement. I forgot to mention yesterday, one of my special interests was actually bodybuilding and nutrition. When I was a kid, I wanted to be a bodybuilder when I grew up. Uh, so the gym was always very important and you know, being able to start exercising again, especially after being in the hospital, has, has helped a lot. But it's also a mental struggle because you're so much weaker than you were before. You can't exercise for as long. And then in the addition of being burnt out and feeling under is that it's just... Sometimes it doesn't feel like you'll ever get back to that spot before, but moving and being able to do these things definitely helps. So uh, another... Part on that worksheet is that to recover from autistic burnout, you have to seek accommodations, whether that's doing the research yourself, if you have it available, professional help. Uh, but I highly recommend doing your own research because then you can learn and then take steps that you think will work for you. And, you know, I'm taking, I'm trying different things that I thought wouldn't work for me that are working. And then some things that I thought would work haven't worked. So that's been interesting. Uh, setting healthy boundaries, dropping demands, accessing support, like seeing the comments of other people that feel the same way and what helps them. 
that's almost, that's a relief. Uh, practice self-care. Not entirely sure how that looks for me at the moment either, but I think journaling like this is part of it. And another one is learn about and embrace your neurodivergence. If you're autistic, you are just literally different. I mean, it's part of you. That's not going to change. So learning how your brain works and learning how you can get through things, and especially with ADHD too, like there's, it's a neurological difference. So being able to adapt and say, oh, that's why I do these things. That's why these things happen. That makes so much sense. Like, I don't know. I'm real tired today, so I'm going to do some more research and then call it.